0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Little Kings. A very, very special episode. A big happy birthday to my buddy No Mercy Merc. Woohoo! I'm hey. Ryan, aka Penguin Monster.
1: And I'm Ryan, aka No Mercy Merc. On this episode, we cover Shroud making his big return home to Twitch, our Discord discussion of the week, how we determine our content. Do we do it for ourselves, our viewers? or to produce additional content. And a big congrats to Tim the Tatman for his first Fall Guys victory.
0: Way to get that crown, buddy. Hey, it's a celebration episode. If you're of age, pop open a cold one. If not, maybe grab a juice box. Let's get into it. Let's go. And it's a birthday podcast wait whose birthday oh the good old no mercy merc <laughs> oh,
1: this guy yeah boomer wow. merc what are you 50 uh yeah going on 50 49 to 50 it's a big transition year for me
0: rough how's your back doing
1: Uh, you know i have issues here and there
0: yeah it's from carrying me through all those valorant games
1: uh not lately i have been paying my best but that's fine <laughs> that's fine How's it going, buddy? It's going really, really well. Yeah, we're really uh,
0: well. we're a few claws in,
1: few claws in.
0: Should be a nice and loose one.
1: Uh, what? I right. <laughs> let's uh, let's glance over that. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm loosey goosey. All right, good,
0: good. I'm glad it'll be a natural flow of conversation then. Yeah, for for anybody listening on audio, he's winking at me. <laughs> It seems more Whoa. like a twitch though.
1: <laughs> Wait, speaking of twitch, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, look at that. This transition's well, on fire. I
0: mean, speaking of twitch, Shroud's
1: back. Shroud is back. He's home. Back. He's home. He's home. Oh my gosh, I'm so relieved to see him in his natural habitat again. He he. To me, he oh. just
0: seems comfortable. Like this oh, seems yeah. like the right move for him. Oh yeah, I'm glad
1: he. For him. He didn't stream for
0: 45 days. That had to be just either the best or the worst.
1: He said it was the best vacation
0: It was probably the best. I mean, once you get that bag from Mixer, do you really have any worries?
1: True. I mean there were talks of him buying his own island or something. I don't know. Was that Mr. <laughs> Mr. Beast? Mr. Oh, Beast just he bought an island. That. Yeah. He did do that. But there were talks of Shroud buying like a seven million dollar island or something. I don't know. Oh wow. It was rumors. Streaming I island, it, that'd be kind of cool. But like he's king of trolls right now, so he even brought it up and he was saying, like, oh yeah, yeah. Sure. He bought that thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although I bet the internet <laughs> wouldn't be very good on your own remote island. I mean with how much money he has. That's true. He could, he could probably get it done. Bring those fiber cables underneath the ocean. There's Starlink. Maybe he's oh, got true. a connection
1: with the Elon Musk.
0: Yeah, that just launched not long ago. I Although I saw the speed was... Well, the speed for it okay. being a satellite or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is, is pretty good. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, for streaming, it wouldn't be the greatest.
1: Right. If it were that speed consistently around the entire world, I probably wouldn't complain. Especially if it were to be treated as like a mobile Wi-Fi kind of right. thing outside your house, it's pretty good, for sure. I, we're going, we're going like all over the place right from the get. What, what do you expect? We're like four do. claws in. Yeah, this is what claws do. Okay, so Shroud. Yeah, Shroud's back. His initial stream got it peaked at like how many freaking viewers? It was how over five hundred K. It it that's insane. Yeah, half a million
0: people. Uh, but is it is it insane for Shroud? Did you not expect those kinds
1: of numbers, especially with what happened with Doc? So I didn't expect him to surpass Doc's 511 or whatever it was. I think they it were wasn't like right, a huge surpass. Yeah, they were right around the same. It was close, but I would like. Doc's was controversy, like you expect right. people to like file in line for controversy
0: Right, there's much more of a spectacle around Doc, whereas Shroud, it's just like a normal person turning on a camera and saying, what's up? I'm going to play some video games.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Which is what you kind of love about him, right? Exactly, yeah. That's why he's my favorite. I mean, he had technical difficulties right there at the get-go, and I was (laughs) like, this is true Shroud fashion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he had his starting soon screen for like an hour and a half or something (laughs) wild. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah, but he's still great at Valorant. So speaking of Shroud, he's announced that um, he is trying to venture into the IRL streaming space. Have you heard this?
0: I did see I haven't heard much about it. I did see he was
1: playing some board games the other night. He was playing board games, which is, like, so out of his element. Like, it seems so wild to see, like, him sitting at a normal dining room table just playing board games with his friends. Like, it was wild. Yeah. What what kind of... Did you watch that stream? I watched, like, some of it. They had just transitioned to a new game. I had no idea what game they played the first time, and I had no idea the game that they were playing second time oh
0: interesting what what kind of interaction was there with that
1: it was kind of botched like the audio was eh the video was eh Mm. like it was just it, it it seemed like a spur of the moment kind of thing yeah which like i can kind of appreciate that too of like he just wanted to stream and not make it perfect and just give people a glimpse into his normal life.
0: Yeah. I mean, at this point, he probably just wants to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Right?
1: Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know when he says IRL. I don't know if that means legitimately like going for a walk down the street, like going Oh, my God. What I don't know if you guys that? just heard that, but that was some crazy thunder. <laughs> just shook my entire house. Um, but I, I don't know if he's going to be walking down the street and be like whatever that one guy's name is. Ice Jake, Poseidon. Ice Poseidon or like there's that Jake Live, whatever his name is. But like I just don't picture Shroud doing like true IRL.
0: I, I, I picture Shroud as kind of an awkward person in real oh, life. yeah. Yeah. Me too. So I I kind of love that idea. I I I think those interactions would be hilarious to see.
1: I mean, the thing is like I don't think we've seen enough of his personality, like his true personality. Yeah. Like everyone kind of puts on a persona whenever they're streaming, even if you don't intend to. Like you're still sure somewhat pretending, acting whatever. But some are some more than others. Right, there's
0: some people that put on a complete character, and mm-hmm. then I think at the very least it's usually an exaggeration of your true personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I mean Shroud is like we said, kind of one of those few people that I think uh, doesn't really over exaggerate much. It 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 kind of seems like what you see is what you get
1: with Shroud. But mm-hmm. that's true. Hmm. So, I, I wanted to get more of your take on IRL streaming in general. Because, okay. like, I, I just yesterday did my first cooking stream right on Twitch. And, like, do you have any plans to do IRL? Do you think IRL's, like, a thing for the future with this whole pandemic thing whenever that lifts or whatnot? Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know for me personally. I I think it's more the logistical challenges of it that get me right away. I I would have no issues doing a cooking stream or something like that. But I also don't know how interesting that would be for viewers without, you know, really thinking of a setup and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I I like it. I like certain... Some of my favorite streams are... Not so much IRL in terms of, like, other settings and things like that, but, um, you know, when people are hanging out and just chatting and just, like, interacting with viewers or, like, watching videos on YouTube or things like that, um, where it's really more of just their kind of personality coming out versus reactions around things that happen in, in a game type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could see... That becoming more and more popular. I already think just chatting is one of the biggest sections on Twitch all the time. So Mm -hmm. there's clearly, you know, some kind of want for that. Right. So what I mean, what about you?
1: I I mean, I just I I actually love like the IRL section of like doing something kind of abnormal and against like your normal sit down in front of a computer kind of thing Mm -hmm. i don't know i have so much fun whenever i just go live on my phone like it's kind of just completely different yeah and like it brings in a whole different crowd it gets people to see like a different section of like my house or like it's just new new and exciting i think
0: yeah just to change it up i could see that for sure like if you have consistent viewers that are used to the one angle and one side of you Uh, that would be exciting for them to just see, you know, even though it's your same house, it's a different aspect of your life and a different type of interaction. Um, so yeah, I, I, so I think with the history of Twitch, like there used to be the true IRL section, um, which meant out in real life, not just chatting, like sitting at a computer looking at things. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there was people like Ice Poseidon or other people like that who kind of took it a little bit too far in terms of Twitch's views. And actually, they were huge at the time. But it was like pulling pranks on people or just being like completely over the top personality wise in real life to see people's reactions. Um, And I think that got Twitch into a little bit of hot water and they didn't really want the site to go too much that way. Uh, So then they kind of dialed it back a little bit and they made the just chatting section, which combined the not playing video games, but still just kind of chilling at a desk and the going out type of thing. And so there wasn't so much views just on people out of the world doing crazy stuff.
1: Interesting. I didn't know that history aspect. So that's yeah, that's great. I know that there the section that I did my cooking in mm-hmm. was food and drink, which is its own section. That makes sense. Outside of of just chatting, so that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think there's was-
0: there's so there's food and drink, but but does that get rolled up under just chatting or it's completely separate?
1: It's completely separate.
0: Okay, because there's also yeah. um. I was looking because of my exploring streams are obviously not straight up gaming. Um, There is like a science and technology section, I believe, Hmm. um, where people will do like, uh, some people will just show themselves doing software development. They'll be like building a game or building an app or something like that and letting people watch and interact with them while they do that. And they'll throw it under there versus the normal just chatting. Um, So I've considered that for the Splorin streams, but I also don't want to be too limited in, like obviously there's no kind of regulations in terms of the category, but I don't want people to come expecting, you know, just straight up science when somebody chats in. Uh, for example, we were looking up Doctor Phil memes like for for ten minutes one time, like so. Obviously, that's not under science and technology, so I wanted that freedom to kind of go in and out of those different avenues.
1: Yeah okay okay
0: so there's there's all kinds of smaller just chatting sections i feel like but uh-huh. like if you want the most freedom you should probably just lump it into just chatting but you have the same problem with other games that are really popular in that it's super saturated so it's harder to find you as a as a kind of a smaller streamer
1: hmm so this reminds me of a huge controversy that happened in the online chess playing on Twitch um, is that one of one of the number one online chess players was actually playing constantly under the just chatting category. Oh, I did
0: hear about this. This is like maybe a month ago or so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And so the whole chess section of Twitch, they were kind of... The, they disliked this person doing this because they felt as though it was taking away viewership from the category as a whole. Yeah. And basically like disrespecting that category of Twitch by not bringing new viewers. How did, there. Was Harris Heller talking about this? How did I also hear about this?
0: I feel like I, he did a video on this. Um, I think
1: I saw like an XQC video or something. It was when that yeah. big tournament was going on that X, XQC got out in like three moves or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I guess, how do you feel about that? Cause to me it's like, yes, I understand, you know, maybe the chess players feel like they're a part of a community and they're all trying to kind of move up in the world together. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like you are an individual person. You're an individual streamer. I, f- I feel like you should have the freedom to do whatever you want in terms of your own content. And if you're make- making it successful and you're finding luck in just chatting, why would you limit yourself to the chess section just because some other streamers feel like it's not bringing the viewership towards them? Like, it's, I know, like, it is kind of this happy-feely thing with a lot of Twitch streamers. We're all, we're all a part of the same community, which is kind of true. But at the same time, like, I'd want you to be able to succeed regardless of, you know, my ability type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it you're still your own person putting out your own content. You should have the freedom to do with what, whatever you want with it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you in that aspect but at the same time like i think it also depends on how the person is playing the game so if like if you're talking about like magnus the number one chess player in the world playing a chess game on twitch Mm -hmm. i would expect him to be in the chess section because people are interested in watching like good solid chess play Mm -hmm. But like xqc like you tune in for his personality right So, like, he's going to be talking to chat, interacting with chat a little bit more, so I could see him falling under the just chatting section easier and it being more acceptable.
0: Yeah, so I think that makes inherent sense to me. Like, that makes sense in terms of the categorization of things. But say you take, and I actually don't, I'm not really interested in chess much at all, so I don't know who Magnus is, but... I'll take your word for it. I I (sighs) apologize. Um, All right. So, say he's the top person of the chess section, right? Um, It's a, it's a he. Yes. Okay. Uh, So, you you take Magnus. He's the top person of the chess section. However many viewers that begets, I have no idea. If he moves to just chatting, he's gonna have a ton of viewership that follows him along, and then he's gonna be at a decent position in just chatting. And have a ton more visibility and discovery than he would in the chess section because people will be scrolling and just chatting that have no real interest in chess to begin with and click on them.
1: Or does that like hinder you in viewership because they're like, what the hell are you doing in this section? Like, get well, out, I'm not going to click on you, go to your section. I get, You're in the wrong place. May, maybe you don't even it does. Go here. I, yeah.
0: Maybe it does. I don't feel like it does, but I feel like Magnus should have the freedom to try that and can be wherever he wants to put his stream.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I mean, as long as it's clear, like... I guess just chatting is kind of the weird one with that because when you play a video game, you put the video game. Um, So you'll be in that section. Whereas if you you know are in just chatting you could be doing any multitude of different things Um, whereas because i don't like if you're in the fall guys category but you're playing Valorant. Mm -hmm. that that to me makes no sense (laughs) okay but just chatting feels like kind of a free place where there might be kind of
1: anything huh fair point fair point I, I agree. I agree with you. I do.
0: Yeah, it's a more know.
1: generalized, like like a general section, like especially since they lumped like I feel like a few broad categories into one, right? In just chatting, which so. which I think is why it's the biggest category all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love just chatting streams. I do. They're, they're great. My favorite, honestly, they're great yeah that like, actually like doing them and watching them like i just they're they're the most enjoyable to me yeah.
0: agreed i, I mean exploring streams have been so much fun to me mm-hmm. um so that actually leads into a discord submitted question uh by our good buddy john who has submitted a whole multitude of topics on discord but uh yeah if you didn't know it's linked down below. You could join our Discord. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, but basically, John asked this week how we personally determine what we want our content to be. So, you know, he thought basically we must look at something like what the viewers want, what we want, and what we think would be successful. And how do we kind of figure that out and determine what we want to play or do? Do, do you want like to take a stab such,
1: at it? It's such a tough question. It is. Because, like, there, there are different parts of me that want different things. So it's like, obviously, I want to enjoy streaming myself. So I want to do what I want to do because I think I'll enjoy it and create the most entertainment factor by doing something that I actually want to do. Right. So it's like in that part, I don't care what the viewers really want or even in terms of like producing content for YouTube or Twitter or whatnot. Sure. Like there's, there's part of me that's like, like that. But then there's also part of me that like more followers are good. Like more followers, more subs, like the more people that tune in the better. So you want to, you want to gear towards your viewers. Like it's, it's, such a hard balance game of like w- when to play what you want and when to gear towards your viewers i'm not answering the question at all i'm kind of just dancing around it because there's really no solid answer at least for me because i try i i'm i'm a people pleaser i'll, I'll be honest i like i want to make myself happy but i also want to provide entertainment for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like like for instance I wanted to play Valorant the other night. All the chat wanted to play Fall Guys. I went and played Fall Guys. Like I got pressured into it. Right. And I did I have fun doing it totally. But it's not what I like wanted to do in the moment. Right. So I what what's your take on it? I didn't answer. I, I
0: No, <laughs> I know. I get that it's a it's a difficult question. I, I think with what you first touched on, which is you of course want to do what you want to do. There's certainly that for me to a point, Um, but at the same time, I'm streaming for a reason. Like I, I, if I just want to play the video game I want to play, I could do that off stream and like I could not be a streamer, right? Um, So, you know, I don't care about being like the, the biggest streamer in the world type of thing, but I do like to develop uh, a bit of a community. And, and my best part about streaming, I think, is really the interaction with the people in chat. So as I gain more followers and as more people view, the chat interaction just gets better and better. And that's the most fun part thing to me. Um, that might've not been a sentence, but you get the point. Um, <laughs> so I view it like, and, and really John hit the nail on the head with the question, there's like three circles that all form a Venn diagram which is what I want to do and what I have ideas to do, what the people who are viewing want to see, and then what is really, and that's like my current viewers, right? That I know and I I have kind of a community with. And then what I think would be quote unquote successful, meaning like new discovery and things like that. And like a lot of the time you don't, meets the perfect center of that Venn diagram. A lot of the time, it's overlapping between two of those circles out of the three. Um, but lately, I think that perfect center has been Fall Guys.
1: <laughs> <Both>. <laughs> what have? Because
0: I have just been having so much fun with that game. Viewers tend to love seeing that game. And also, oh my god, it's been so popular. Um, but, yeah, I, I think and and John also added in, you know, what what is the difference do you think when you're a smaller streamer like us versus, you know, one of the bigger streamers? um and what makes a stream kind of objectively successful? Um, which I think bigger streamers generally have more freedom because they already have kind of a big following. But at the same time, they also have further to the fall, right? Um, So, and they can kind of get pigeonholed if they are not known as a big variety streamer that jumps from the game to game. Because if they get a huge following around, I don't know, Warzone, for example, sometimes it can get hard for them to jump to another game once they don't really feel like
1: playing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's like I think we we talked about um like the popularity of games and whether or not like trends should kind of guide the gameplay that you play just because it's popular. Right. Um I think you were saying that Fall Guys content is like booming right now. Huge on like not not just Twitch, but like literally everywhere. Yeah it is just spiking. And like in my mind, it's like I don't want to produce that content. Because it's probably oversaturated. Mm. Like, I'll probably just get buried under everyone else who's above me. And with more people comes more competition and tougher to grow. And like, literally, Be- in my right, because
0: eyes, you're a smaller streamer,
1: right, right? Right. If you were a mid-tier streamer, you can jump on trends easily. I should say more easily, sure. easily and more easily more easily right i don't know words whatever um you can do it more easily because you already have a base following right to boost you up to get you potential to potentially into that like popular viewing section area thing does that make sense i don't know yeah. if that makes sense but like literally as a smaller streamer i think i think the best way to grow would be in like a very niche way. Like play a very obscure game. That like there are people who view it, but there's not a people not a lot of people who stream it. Like I was telling you my two my two most viewed streams were playing Anthem and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Right. Both those games had less than like a 1000 viewers. And do you and have 10 people streaming it?
0: Yeah. Do you have any idea? Because um, I feel like you might run into the issue there of getting a bit pigeonholed where the, the viewers of those games probably are very much obsessed with those specific games. Otherwise they probably wouldn't be there. Um, mm-hmm. So do you have any idea if the viewers you may have gained from or followers, if you, if you gain followers from, those sections, have they translated over to other things? I know you I probably have a, a not a huge sample size, but yeah, I was just wondering yeah. if you saw any of that.
1: I definitely don't think I know enough of whether or not they've transitioned into viewers. I, I personally have not seen their names again in chat. Okay. Basically, if that's what you're asking. No, I haven't. Yeah but they're still followers and it kind of helps. Sure. In like validity of your work and stuff, I guess. I don't know. At one point they were interested enough to hit the follow button, which means something to other people who tune in right Too. so.
0: Yeah, I, don't I, know. I guess, I mean, I think there's probably some kind of happy medium between those. Um, I tend to like the more popular things. Like, I was having... Well, and it's not necessarily just because it's popular. Like, for some reason, Fall Guys really just latched on to me. It, it mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. I am obsessed with that game right now, and it just happens to be super popular. Um, my streams have been fairly successful for my streams uh, with Fall Guys. Um, and like I've hopped on hosting, you know, slightly bigger creators than me. And then I would get some followers from that. Um, but I I think it is tough in terms of discoverability because it's so saturated. Um, really, I, I think the only way to get kind of a huge jump if you're playing in that same category would be to get super, super lucky. It's like hitting the lottery where a big streamer. Hosts you when they go offline, but that's like mm-hmm. never gonna happen. You, you you can it's like hitting the lottery for that um, But with the the smaller ones I I almost wonder if that's a little bit like how mixer was Where you felt like as a smaller streamer you were getting a little bit more successful because there it was a smaller pond um, You know when you're playing these games that don't have so many viewers but I just wonder how that'll end up being long term.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, yeah. I think like I think even those random follows that you get playing those niche games, it's like there's there's a still a slight chance that they go on to Twitch that day while you're live and they see you on their left hand side and they click on you, they oh, rediscover sure. you playing a new game and they're like, oh my gosh, I remember this guy. Like. He was great. I loved his personality. I'm gonna stick around. I'm gonna hang out. I'm gonna become a part of his community. Like, there's still that slight chance. So, yeah. I, I, I think it's beneficial to stream niche games every once in a while, especially if you enjoy them. That that's the biggest part. Of that's like, a huge. Don't thing. just don't just go play niche games to like grow. Like that's not what you should do. Well, I think. So we talked about
0: like kind of the, or maybe I, I just mentioned the, the Venn diagram there. I -hmm. I think the most important one is what you as a streamer want to do. Um, obviously everything's important in the whole pie, but I think viewers can tell if you're not genuinely liking something. And a lot of the time that is a turnoff to new people or even your, Mm -hmm. your existing followers. So I think that's the most important one. You you know, you can always try out something. If it's your first time playing it, you don't know. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily just keep grinding out something if you're not truly enjoying it yourself. Uh, unless it's like, I don't know, you somehow pop off and it it's like clearly skyrocketing your success. And you're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to stick with it for you know, a very short period of time because I'm just gaining so much traction and then hopefully I'll try to transition those people over somewhere else that I actually enjoy. Totally. But in general, it's probably better to just play
1: what you like. hmm Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I think John had actually asked me this question on stream, something similar. Okay. Where like, um, do I play certain things to produce content for YouTube or do I actually do it for the stream? Oh, yeah. We were, we were talking about this a little bit together this week, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So th- do you do you do anything specifically on stream to turn it more into external content? Or are you just streaming and streaming? Um, I
0: well, and like, I mean, we should caveat all this with like, we have not found the path yet really like yeah yeah. like i i mean you know you're definitely more successful than i am right now uh but both of us are kind of obviously just starting out like we're not anywhere huge so i don't know if our advice would be the best given but for me personally i think of stream first and just like what the live content is going to be like because that's the most fun part to me Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, it kind of going back to what you should do, what you enjoy. Um, but, and the same thing with like the whole Venn diagram is like, there's going to be some things that maybe I enjoy equally, but I know like this might perform better on Twitch or YouTube or something like that. And so I'll obviously pick that one over the one that I would enjoy, enjoy just as much, but I don't think would be as successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we were talking about this earlier this week, just kind of texting each other back and forth about, uh, fall guys versus Valorant, which you had said, um, you thought Valorant would give you more YouTube content and more edited content versus mm-hmm. fall guys. Um, which we kind of just agreed to disagree about. Cause I thought, you know, fall guys content. Yes, it is kind of similar situations and similar reactions. Um, but I find maybe just cause I like the game better. I find them hilarious. And I've been watching fall guy compilations a ton on YouTube. Um, but like, I think it just has to be a certain point where it's like, okay, uh, yes, it could be successful on YouTube. So I'm going to play it on, on Twitch type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually ran into where the video I came out with this week on YouTube was from my exploring streams. Um, and I think it was a, a fine video. I don't think it was a bad video. Um, but I definitely think my exploring streams are much more uh, live interaction centered. Uh, and mm-hmm. they they do much better in terms of just like chat interaction and those types of things. So I think that's gonna be more just kind of left on Twitch. I'll probably do that once a week or something like that. And then my other content that I do on Twitch will more likely make the, the YouTube videos. It was a very long Got response it. to that, but yeah, that's, those are my thoughts on those.
1: No, I mean, that is a super, super important thing to take into consideration when you're, when you're weighing, uh, live content versus 24, 24 seven content is like, it needs to, it needs to flow correctly on both platforms if you want to use them in that way. Right. Um, and, and it's better to recognize that early, that it is late, and kind of waste time on sure. producing such content that's not going to perform well on both.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's funny with the, and I do want to hear your, your thoughts on this, but just to kind of finish up that thought, um, with the Sporan streams, uh, it, it's interesting because the live interaction is great, and it, it makes total sense for Twitch. But that same content where it's like scientific stuff or, you know, just more research heavy things, I think could be good content for YouTube videos, but it would have to be heavily kind of produced and edited and and scripted out for it to make a good YouTube video versus just me talking live for three hours. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't really have the time to kind of do that on top of it. So it's not so much necessarily the, the content in terms of, uh, what we're looking at and stuff like that. It's just more how it's done. And the way
1: I do it right now is much better for just Twitch alone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, makes sense. I mean, I've seen some of your exploring streams that like you go way deep into something Mm -hmm. like a specific topic and like realistically you need the whole kind of backstory leading up to it or else like you kind of get lost really quickly if you miss something in the middle. Right. So that's where it's like you kind of have to weigh how long the YouTube video is going to be too. True. Because like you don't want to just post your whole VOD so that they don't miss anything. Yeah. Because you need to make it concise enough to like appeal to YouTube. Right. So like, yeah, it's definitely uh a balancing act for sure to bring something like that to, to both platforms. Right. Uh, me personally is I, I'm similar to you. I put streaming first. Streaming is what I started doing because I enjoyed it. And I did streaming for a year and a half before ever producing a YouTube video. So like, I feel like I've streaming down, Mm -hmm. but now it's kind of tweaking to be like, I almost in the back of my head when I react to something in stream, I'm almost like, is it clip worthy for YouTube? Is it Mm. clip worthy for Twitter? And how do you feel about that? I don't know. Because
0: that's almost getting back to what we were talking about, how like (laughs) sometimes your personality on stream is a little bit played up. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Totally. And like, it, it's not. It's not just the way I react, but it is also like what I say when I react. So like, I try not to drop f bombs because mm. you know, like YouTube doesn't necessarily like that. So I've tried to start that's choosing hard. my words more carefully. Yeah, that's hard. Because life. I've been dropping f bombs for a year. <laughs> <and> <laughs> right. right. So. And still, I have to bleep out words here and there for YouTube videos and stuff. But it, it it's definitely more in the back of my mind now that it's being produced into external content that right. has a little more constraints that they suggest or want. So it's definitely, it's, it's yeah, it's tough. But I've definitely started thinking about both, right. which can be good and bad pros and cons everything but i i haven't noticed any different interaction in chat because of it or or anybody mentioning like hey like you're acting completely different (laughs) so yeah i don't know maybe after this podcast comes out someone will be like oh yeah (laughs) i've noticed like you're you're strange you're not your normal streaming self but i don't know we'll see
0: well and i I think to the point of what you're saying there like it's not It's not like you're a completely different person. It's just that you're choosing. It's not a a not genuine reaction. It's just Mm -hmm. you're kind of choosing the words around it, which I think is a lot more forgivable.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, if we think back to like two years ago, it was Ninja decided to go uh, curse free since he knew that his audience was heavily kid based. Right. Which like respect to him because that must have been literally the hardest detox. Right. You can imagine. Yeah. But like he totally stuck with it and and that's kind of a, an example of how you have to kind of tweak your live streaming content to appease to one, your viewers and the content that you produce outside of live streaming. Right. So. That's just one way to bring it in from uh, experience. And no
0: one's ever called Ninja a sellout, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 no, never. <laughs> um, okay, so on this whole on this whole producing content live on Twitch for like external YouTube, have you heard of a streamer slash YouTuber by the name of Ludwig? uh led is he minecraft no he he is like mostly like a just chatting and like niche game player no and literally i feel like i've heard the name but i'm not yeah so he is the number one fastest growing streamer in the last year based on followers so like he only started streaming like a year and a half ago and he is monstrous like he, he grew like 1,040% or something. How? In a year. His content, he he is the type of streamer who strictly gears his content to produce another video hmm. for YouTube during the live stream. So the whole live stream is a production, like it's, it's like he's recording a YouTube video, but live. So and does he not interact m- with chat or anything like that? So he he does he does in a way and he does certain bits that involve chat. So he'll do like my chat spent $5,000 for me where his chat literally donated money to send him an Amazon link and he had a budget of how much he would spend. And he just bought everything that his stream told him to buy. Okay, and then does an unboxing video for it on YouTube. So but like literally all his videos are his live stream. But he does his YouTube intro. He's like, all right. Today, we are doing this, this, and this. And like he does his YouTube video live in front of 40,000, 50,000 people. And so
0: are there edits when it makes it to YouTube? Or is it literally? Oh, Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But like he does everything with YouTube in mind. So. Okay. So I understand how that
0: would. Beget success and you would you would kind of gain a a following but what is the actual? Content right cuz like anybody could just say Could follow that model, but the people are there for the actual produced content either on YouTube or or twitch Mm -hmm. So what what so you gave the so is it kind of like mr. B style type things?
1: Uh, not always But it's like he never – he prides himself on not being a lazy streamer. So, like, he literally starts his video with the whole stream already kind of, like, roughly planned out.
0: Oh, okay. Like, I go
1: live. I go live, and I'm like – I'll literally tell my chat, I have no idea what I'm doing today. Yeah. We're starting and just chatting right now. Who knows where the night's going to take us? Right. I think there's an entertainment factor in that where it's, like, on the fly – Sure. Kind of thing too. Like you don't want to be too rehearsed. Yeah. At the same time. Cause that doesn't seem entertaining. Well, unless you're
0: really freaking good. But at then it. there's, then there's an improv
1: actor and a regular actor. Like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I think everyone should take a look at him. Um, because he, he is blowing up Twitch and YouTube right now. Interesting. And at an insane rate. And gotcha. I thoroughly enjoy his content and, Ludwig Ludwig l-u-d-w-i-g. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's check him out. That's interesting. Cool. Cool. Cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I thought you were talking about um, maybe his name's dream. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's a Minecraft content producer. No, let me look it up real quick. Right on the the only here.
1: The only Minecraft dream person I know isn't even a streamer. Jack sucks at life that's the only person i know.
0: Oh, i've heard of Jack Sex's life. Yeah, no. This is this is a different person. So, okay. Dream uh basically within the past year went from let's see. I'm going to Yeah, yeah. So his first video was 9 months ago.
1: Okay? Okay.
0: 7.93 million subscribers on YouTube.
1: Excuse me?
0: Yeah. Is this just Minecraft? All Minecraft content. Dream also streams. The last time I saw Dream stream, which just, (laughs) I mean, that's fantastic, first of all. There you go. Um, Dream had, I think, over 100,000 viewers. Um, Dream was playing Minecraft, and if he took damage, uh, he would get, an electrical shock in real life. <laughs> oh my gosh! But he basically so that's obviously kind of very clickbaity content right there. Um, yep. But basically, he's found different types of content in Minecraft that was interesting. Uh, like his first video is Minecraft, but instead of raining water, it rains mobs. The monsters in Minecraft Mm -hmm. Um, so just kind of like different mods and things around Minecraft but somehow has found an amazing audience around this content and I think has just done a fantastic job on social media I actually saw him for the first time because he was being congratulated by mr. beast for basically becoming so huge so quickly Um, huh But yeah, that's kind of who I thought you were talking about when you mentioned Ludwig, because this was just the person I saw in passing who gained an incredible
1: audience over very little time. Huh? Yeah. It's so hard to come up with something innovative, like nowadays, I I, feel like.
0: But I felt like Minecraft content, like there's been people producing videos about Minecraft for decades at this point. (laughs) I know. Like, so it really just goes to show you it's more about maybe all the stuff we were talking about with, like, what's popular, what you like, all that kind of stuff. There obviously needs to be some sort of audience out there for for your content. But I think it's more just about the actual quality and marketing of your content.
1: hmm. Hmm.
0: But f- fascinating.
1: To, to grow mm. an audience like that in so little time. That is wild. Yeah. I have my first Minecraft video coming out on Thursday, so. Oh, there you go. I, um, maybe you're the next I hope to have. Yeah, I hope to have 7 million uh, subscribers on YouTube. Well. Within the next week or so. I, I hope day. so, too, because for,
0: uh, you know, you can point them all to the Little Kings podcast, and maybe I'll take <laughs> a few of those.
1: <laughs> I, always, always.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think I just I have to bring this up. I don't want to be just the Fall Guys guy, but this was an event around social media and like happened today. We were witnesses of it, which was Tim the Tap Man, big streamer, got his first win, call it a crown, in Fall Guys. And holy shit. Who would have thought the following around Tim getting a crown would be what it was? I mean, it the man. A spectacle. I, it was He had over 300,000 viewers today on Twitch just watching him try to win this stupid child's game. And like, so, he, spoiler alert, he got the win. I'm sure he's going to have a YouTube video up about it by the time this podcast comes out. So go watch that. Uh, he got the win. He, he gained like 7,000 subs in one day because of this. And like fall guys, I feel like rode the wave with it. You know, anybody who was around him rode the wave with it. J- just absolutely incredible. One of the biggest spectacles on social media around streaming, which I feel like this year has been there's just been so much but f- for some reason Fall Guys I-, I-, I mean it took off. And it was just so fun like we both I think we were actually weren't we playing Fall Guys? Yeah. Yeah, so we and were we playing got Fall Guys out and we were like all right, let's watch Let's let's just watch him. He he's it's, on the final the round. Yeah. <laughs> which had happened many times and it was yeah. on hexagon which he sucked at. <laughs> but but he finally got that crowd and it was just oh. a joyous moment. I've never been more happy Seeing someone else win at a video game than I was today,
1: totally. <laughs> and just for reference, he made eighteen thousand dollars based on just subs alone today. Oh my god, just subs!
0: That's not even talking about <laughs> donations, which I'm sure there was a ton of those donos or, pre-roll or the, ads. Yeah, for the me. revenue off his videos around this, ah, crazy.
1: crazy. I mean,
0: easily $100,000 around Fall Guys. Probably more.
1: Oh, yeah, based on all his YouTube content. Oh, Oh, much more, actually. Much more. Insane. insane. He he
0: can buy that uh, Lamborghini Aventador or whatever he was talking about just off Fall Guys.
1: (laughs) Wild. Wild. Absolutely crazy that someone's at this scale, honestly.
0: But but honestly, congrats to Tim. He he seems like a genuinely nice guy and just... It's just hilarious to watch him fail. And yeah, yeah c- congratulations, Tim! Way to get that first crown. I'm. I just I, and you know really what? Awesome. I, another huge content producer, also birthday boy, No Mercy Merc, got his first crown today.
1: <laughs> Go right before I pride Tim. Myself, I pride myself on beating Tim. Yes, I pride myself. You beat him by two like wins before Tim.
0: Yes, that's true. By like what two hours? one hour yeah something like that yeah. yeah yeah
1: felt great
0: yeah i i remember my first crown it, it it felt good yeah
1: i'm coming for you oh i'm at 16 buddy oh shoot sure. i didn't <laughs> go. you got three more since we last played <laughs> what do you mean sure. i got
0: three more on uh stream last night oh yes yes yeah. yes yeah so uh but yeah anyways en- enough fall guys I, okay. I've I've driven that into the ground, I think. Uh, but you know who was playing with Tim today? Who? Nadeshot.
1: Nadeshot. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know too much about Nadeshot, so.
0: Okay, so Nadeshot, otherwise known as Matt, I think Hague is his last name. Um, he, well, he started out in Call of Duty. He was a Call of Duty MLG pro. Um, but he is now the founder and CEO of Hundred Thieves.
1: Mm. I you did n- not realize you didn't know that, that
0: connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So he he started Hundred Thieves, um, which we touched on last week. I'm kind of a Hundred Thieves fanboy, uh, and I wanted to bring up the whole Hiko situation because okay. we talked about that a little bit last week. How he was kind of dissatisfied with the team. His mom had even tweeted out that he she had some major dissatisfaction with the the roster for their Valorant team, um, and big moves were made this week. So. There were four players besides Hiko on the roster. Uh, they were actually not from Overwatch. We need to make a little bit of a correction here. We said it was Overwatch last time. Uh, they were PUBG players, apparently. Oh. Which, to me, makes even less sense, to be honest.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but okay. all four of those players have now been let go from the roster. Um, I guess there were... I think they played in maybe five or six different tournaments... The first one they played in, they got to, I don't know, maybe semis, something like that. But then the other ones they lost in the qualifying rounds. Um, Hiko seems like a very nice guy and and is just, you know, nothing but nice words to say about his teammates. He wasn't going to bash them. Um, But it was clear there's kind of a disconnect there and that they just didn't have the, the level that Hiko or 100 Thieves wanted in terms of Valorant play. So four of them have been let go. Uh, Nitro, who was a fellow CS player, Counter-Strike player with Hiko, has now been taken onto the roster. Uh, Seems like a much better pick. Makes a lot more sense. And my understanding, now this is what we thought originally, but my understanding is that Hiko and Nitro will have a lot more say in terms of the other players that they kind of form around them now. Hmm. So, you know, there was some controversy around that. I think 100 Thieves may have messed up a little bit. Who knows the whole internal situation? But moving forward, I think this makes a lot more sense and we'll see what happens in the Valorant esports space. I personally just watched the uh, FaZe Clan held a tournament uh, maybe a week or two ago at this point. I didn't watch it live, but I watched a, a VOD of it. And holy crap, it's entertaining to watch. The level hmm. of play uh, for pro Valorant players right now is just insane. And just having any kind of knowledge around the game, it makes you respect these players so much. Because it's like, you would literally get in a game with one of these people and just have no chance in hell to even move around a corner without getting destroyed. So mm-hmm. so it's, it's crazy. Um but yeah, that was that was kind of big news there. I don't know what your thoughts might be on it. I don't know if you've heard about some of this. I know you're you're I think into Valorant now more than I am at this point in time. So I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if you know. We keep bringing up different YouTubers, but <laughs> do you know, do you know Jake Lucky? Yeah, the he esports news. ESports, esports news. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He actually had a phone interview with Hiko's mom. I, I So I saw
0: he was movie. going to have the interview, but I didn't see the actual interview itself.
1: Oh, my God. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I got to watch it. was an minute it. phone call where she is just – she loves her son so much. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, she said some of the most heartfelt things and like invited oh, jake great. down to like family dinners and like well
0: she she originally like was calling jake out um yeah which is i think why and, it spurred this but that's nice that they kind of you know
1: and, and they cleared it up and she was basically saying that like honestly i didn't think you'd have the balls to call me so i respect you like <laughs> she, she sounds like, like an awesome person she was awesome that's great awesome i'd recommend watching that interview it was phenomenal okay um but I, i i don't have any real input on the whole situation i i think it was probably a good call based on their performance i i had hesitations from the beginning hearing that they weren't like they had no previous experience of like a tactical shooter yeah um so I have no real input, but I did want to get. Do you have any speculation on who could potentially be joining 100 Thieves? Could you see anybody, maybe controversial or big, joining the team or anything? Shroud. No. I was going to say, okay. No. Uh, I honestly. Have there been any talks, rumors, anything?
0: I honestly have no idea. I I think. You know, I've definitely gotten more into this esports space in the past couple weeks, months, um, but I'm not super knowledgeable in that space. Um, I think the most famous players that I know of have kind of already signed to different teams. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't have any idea. I wonder if 100 Thieves is going to lay down some money bags and try to poach some people off of other teams. Um, hmm. Or maybe there's some sleepers out there that still haven't signed that they might pick up, uh, but I really don't know.
1: You're not have gonna to, lie, go Ninja's ahead. been playing Valorant pretty freaking well lately. He
0: listen, say what you will <laughs> about Ninja, I, I know, uh, like he's obviously known as the Fortnite guy, and obviously did not was not able to extend his gaming skills quite to that level in any other game at this point. Uh but he has been grinding. It's it's obvious that he likes Valorant a lot and he's now immortal 2, maybe immortal 3, um which is like right up there. And mm-hmm. and from where he was, I think he started out in gold or plat. That's insane like skill increase and it it's still a relatively young game. Um So you got to respect that. I mean, it's he can hang with some of the better players at this point.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not like he got boosted there and carried with like a four squad of immortals up to immortal like he holds his own. Oh, for sure. And it is so impressive to watch. Yeah, like I've I've enjoyed his Valorant content more than any other content. And I didn't dislike his Fortnite content, even though I never loved Fortnite playing it. Right. he definitely made it entertaining because of how good he was because yeah. like he broke that record for like fifty something duo wins in a row he could it was insane
0: i mean it was like you'd watch a stream and it it was like he could play around the entire time during a match and still get a dub like it yep. it didn't make any sense to me he his level of play was just so far and above, especially in pubs i I, I mean when he would go to tournaments and things like that it was definitely a little more serious and a little bit harder for him to win but even mm. so i mean he would win tournaments all the time as well yeah. um but yeah it, it's it's amazing watch he actually had a, a sick ace the other day when he was playing with hiko i think i sent you the clip of that um yeah. but like yeah he he's holding his own now it, it's really cool to see i don't think he's he's pro level yet um mm. but i mean he could be one day Like, it seems like he's got the chops for it if he just kind of sticks at it.
1: Woody, though, because we talked about his whole branding thing of like, yeah, he's more than just a streamer now. Right. Like, I don't know if he wants to put that much time and effort into something that's not his brand, his real future.
0: Yeah, so we we talked about this a little bit offline, too. I, I think... Right. If he wants to focus on growing his brand and those types of things, he definitely would not have enough time to be a pro player. Uh, but at the same time, the people at his level, and really he's the top of the top still in terms of money, um, like not in terms of following, definitely. He, he's dropped off quite a bit in terms of following and viewers and things like that. But in terms of just raw... Numbers in the bank account, Ninja is the top of the top right now. Since he's at that, really, it's up to him what he wants to do. He might decide one day, and I don't think he will because of his ego, and I think he also enjoys growing the brand, um, but he could easily decide, okay, I've made enough. I'm going to stop focusing on the Ninja brand and on doing publicity things and that kind of stuff. And I'm just going to grind and I'm going to try to be pro in this. But I don't, I think he could do that. I don't see him actually doing that.
1: I agree with you. Yep. I think he's got more, more important things in mind. And I will say I was and wrong about Shroud.
0: Shroud. I, I, we talked about Shroud. Um, I said I thought he was going to go pro with Valorant. Um, but I was dead wrong. He, he's made it very clear he does not want to go pro in Valorant. He just wants to stream, um, which is great. Uh, but yeah I, I was dead wrong about that so just to clarify for everybody out there Ryan no mercy miracle was right in that for sure
1: and my my only observation was that the gun in his little gifts wasn't a Valorant gun and that yeah. was my only observation and I was like looks like uh escape from Tarkov to me I don't know which he's yet to play he's only played Valorant <laughs> Thank on God. Stream, sure, I, I, but...
0: I can't stand escape from Tarkov that might be a I've, hot never take, but... But... I've never played it
1: I've never played it I can't knock it as a game to
0: watch snooze. Right, right. Which, like, there's a ton of people who say Valorant's a boar fest. So if we're saying Tarkov's a boar fest, oh, my God, it must be, yeah. So, But, but, you know, at the same time, I don't know if I'd have the same interest in Valorant if I didn't play it. That's true. So, uh, you know, we're not maybe giving it a fair shot because we haven't played Tarkov
1: actually that's funny that brings up a good point that like my cousin has been watching my streams he's never played valorant before yeah. and he's like valorant is so boring like why don't you just run in there and kill people and i'm like no no, no you have to go slow yeah like, you have to walk there are strats nobody and understands he finally, that he finally played it and he was like oh yeah okay so the interesting part is the strategy yeah not necessarily always the gameplay yeah and i was like you get it yeah well yeah congratulations we had
0: we had a friend uh that we have played video games with for years and years but he's much more of a casual gamer uh play valorant with us for the first time and it's the same thing at first you know he's played like call of duty or things like that where you just go and run in but then i was like no you got to think of it much more it's almost more like a chess game. It's like you, you got to think of, <laughs> yeah. Should we going, going back to Valorant tra- in the chess? No, section?
1: God. <laughs>
0: no, but Full circle. Okay. But like, <laughs> like you got to think of if you're gonna peek around a corner, how many angles are there that people could be because they're gonna shoot you. It's much mm-hmm. less about. Well, at the lower levels that we're playing at, it's a lot about just your ability to aim and shoot. But once you get to those higher levels, everybody can aim and shoot. So it's much more: when should you be peeking your head around? You know, when should you be throwing people off and shooting your abilities the wrong way? Like, who should be going up which lanes? Uh, It's much more tactical in terms of positioning and things like that. And then the actual gunplay and shooting and killing kind of takes a backseat to that. Of course, that happens, um, but but it's. It's just based around the tactical positioning and plays of the players, Mm -hmm. Um, which is what made it really interesting to me. Uh, But that's also why I'm terrible at it coming from a Call of Duty (laughs) background. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I never grew up with like CS or anything, which
1: was much more tactical like that. Yeah, me either. And my Call of Duty just crashes every five minutes. So I never played that either. (laughs) you know i heard
0: they came out with a 250 gigabyte update that might fix that so
1: oh my god thank god yeah my pc will be full and then i can't play it anyways yeah (laughs) yeah Um, that's
0: wild yeah so i you know we're we're just over an hour now um okay i it's been a celebration it's been fun is there anything else you kind of like to round things out with?
1: Or should we go celebrate your birthday? Go uh, do whatever you want. I mean, I have nothing else. I have an hour and 20 minutes before I'm 26. So uh, I'm ready to go ahead and party. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Got to go open up another White Claw. Oh, do you want to show your invention to the stream? I mean, wait, wait, have you gotten the patent yet? Don't show it. Don't show it. Oh, that's wait. It is pending, right?
0: (sighs) You're right. I don't know. All right, so I haven't cool. gotten the patent yet, but but we'll show the concept. Okay. Um, okay. I think it's yeah. such a novel concept that it'll be clear. We have this video out that if it's taken, it was taken from me. So, okay. but basically, if you're if you're streaming, if you're recording a podcast, and you're having a cold one, maybe it's a beer, maybe it's a White Claw, maybe you're underage, maybe you get some water, whatever it is, right? What is the issue? When you're recording, you, you don't want to have to go to the kitchen for another one. Now, you might say a mini fridge, which I give you is a viable option. Mini fridges are expensive, though. Mm. What you got to do is you got to take a second one with you, whatever it is, your drink of choice. You got to put it in a coffee mug. and You got to fill that shit up with some ice.
1: Oh, my gosh
0: and that'll act like a a little bit of a cooler for you. When you want that second one, you just pull it out of the ice, be careful the water and condensation not going all over your keyboard, and then you got
1: another cold one right there. Wow.
0: Yeah, so uh, maybe we'll sell those one day.
1: What's it gonna be called? Ryan's Refreshing Refreshers.
0: There you go. <laughs> just, the
1: this R. episode
0: of the TLK podcast sponsored by <laughs> Ryan's Refreshing Refreshers. <laughs> All righty, let's uh, let's go celebrate. Thanks everybody for okay, tuning in. Cool. Cheers to twenty six.
1: Cheers twenty six.